All right, folks, welcome back to the Vanasaur Podcast. That's right, here um, on the Vanasaur Podcast, we do, you know, we explore Class B RVs, overlanding, and van life culture in general. That's what we're here for. That's what we do. Um, good afternoon to everyone out there. We go live on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Our guest today is Wade Seberg, CRO, Chief Revenue Officer of Battleborn Batteries slash Dragonfly Energy. Right? Absolutely. Thanks okay. for having me, Hank. Oh, thanks for coming on, man. Um, this is really cool. I think, you know, batteries, lithium batteries, big deal to the folks out there in the van world, as well as, you know, a bunch of other um, sections we, we deal with vans so this I think will be a great opportunity for the people to have questions to get their questions answered etc but let's start with you know who you are Wade how you wound up working in the lithium battery world let's start with that absolutely um, so Wade Seberg uh, chief revenue officer as you said um, I started uh, working in the, the lithium battery market as a independent rep for Dragonfly Energy. I've always been in the RV market um, my whole career, pretty much. Uh, you know, graduated from Purdue University with an engineering degree, went on to, to work for a couple of different companies uh, within the RV market, always in the electrical um, space, I guess, and supplying to OEMs. And at the launch of Dragonfly Energy, uh, I was approached by the, the founder of Dragonfly to, hey, would you, would you handle the OEM side of the market? Because I live in Indiana. Um, mm -hmm. That's where most of the RVs are, are manufactured. And it just made sense. They were going to handle the, the Battleborn side and the direct-to-consumer side. And we've had so much uh, success that a couple years ago, they approached me and said, hey, we want you to come on board full time and, and just focus on growing Dragonfly Energy um, and, and the Battleborn Batteries brand to what it is today. And I, yeah, I was grateful for the opportunity and in 21 came on board full time as director of business development. And then uh, last year uh, accepted the role of chief revenue officer. So it's been, I've been in the lithium battery market for six years okay. probably yeah and i i know i forgot this so i'll get this in this is episode six just for someone out someone out there is going to re, remind me of that and i think that you are the reason that you know if folks don't know this stranger palooza lola myself we have a relationship with battleborn batteries that's what we have in our van. I'll probably show our setup here at some point as we're talking here, but that's what we have. And I think that was based, uh, I think you're you're the person who um, started that all off. If, you know, we got, we got to give the credit. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> hey, but we have we have an incredible team, uh, whether, whether it was me or, or one of the other team members, it, right. it doesn't matter. We're constantly, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's, I just came from the Overland Expo uh, mm -hmm. up in the, the Pacific Northwest. It was in Redmond, Oregon. And, mm -hmm. you know, when we attend trade shows, it, it, it's awesome to hear from our customers. And we had so many customers come up and tell us how thankful they were for solving their battery problems, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. So, Hank, whether it was myself or one of those other team members that got you and I introduced to each other, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah. Been, uh, it's been awesome. Yes, thanks to everyone involved in that. I know it doesn't just work with you. I think it started with you, and then after that, I connected with Kaylin, who's awesome, and then the rest yep. of the people in the team. I'm going to miss out on names because, one, I'm terrible with names, and then there's quite a few people. I know Eric has helped us a lot, you know, but you guys are very knowledgeable. So if people want to convert to, to lithium, you can actually – Battleborn doesn't do the installation, but they help you out with it, and they – give you guidance and all kinds of information. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, you know, people ask all the time what sets us apart. And um, there's two major things that set us apart. The first is we're an American company that builds batteries in America, right? Mm -hmm. We actually are putting batteries together 
in Reno, Nevada, under a hundred thousand square foot facility. Mm-hmm. And every day we know every single component that's going inside of our batteries and how they're assembled. And then the second factor is some of the team members that you just mentioned. And there's about 15 of them that are on the front lines dealing with customers, answering phone calls. When you call into Battleborn Batteries, you're gonna get a human that's in Reno, Nevada, mm-hmm. that is going to walk you through your system. They're gonna ask you questions about your charging components and make sure that they're compatible with lithium. If there's any changes that we would recommend, we've got the components that you know we could uh, offer to make it a, a much more efficient system. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna we're gonna guide you through that transition. It's not just you know a transaction for us. Yeah. So by the way, this is my I have the Game Changer three in there. Wow. So just to show folks a little bit here, this is my setup. It's <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, we're running off of this right now. <laughs> this was while it was getting uh, installed. This is pretty much what it looks like right now. So oh, you added the blue okay. lights too. That's great. Yes. That great. That's for showing off. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, and and I'll tell you, you know, there's. I, I spent a lot of time with you guys at different overlanding shows, right? Different events. I think you you're also at the Tampa Tampa show yep. um, in January, and I've seen I've like been there, standing there with all the you know folks who come up and have questions. Okay, I want to do this thing. I want to do that thing, and you guys very detailed offer a lot of help, and I think that's you know that's a big deal to me because this is very complicated and a lot of information to wrap your head around, and I hope that's what what we do in this we we get some folks questions answered out there yeah it can be complicated we try to make it simple we try Mm -hmm. to put the complexity inside Mm -hmm. of the box and and uh make it so that the battery performs flawlessly for customers Mm -hmm. but it honestly um in any of our uh our complicated installs it's really the other parts that Mm -hmm. you're you're dealing with it's not so much the battery um Mm -hmm. the battery is a pretty um simple element in in what we've done with it there are Mm -hmm. a lot of complexities inside the case Mm -hmm. um, but we've taken care of most of that and it's how it's interacting with those charge components that we we really dial into to make sure that people have one we want to make sure that they have a great experience but two we also want to make sure that we're appropriately painting the expectations for the customers so that when they get out there they're not like okay I got one lithium battery, and now I can boondock for a week. Well, case <laughs> uh, right, you need a little more. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, let's see. I'm going to take some questions. Well, actually, we've got one interesting question here from Dave Forty Nine. He says, "Hello, Hank Battleborn, and all from Northern VA. Ninety four degrees here. Are we coming to the end of lithium? That's the question. The end of lithium. So I'm not sure what that means, but." <laughs> Are we running out of lithium or something? We are not. We are not. Uh, there's plenty, plentiful supply of lithium. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of under, you know, um, untapped uh, mines and deposits of lithium uh, across not only the world but also here in North America. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, we're not we're not running out of lithium. Um, there are some other precious metals that are involved in EV batteries that are in. Uh, shorter supply than what lithium is but Mm -hmm. as far as lithium iron phosphate which is the chemistry that we uh that we run in our batteries we're not we've got plenty um of supply so i think you know that is an interesting question from the point of view of like uh geopolitics and all that right yeah and some folks may you know when they look at this they think oh all of a sudden china for example could you know stop mining this stuff or um, there's, like you said, there's some precious metals that are maybe coming out of West Africa that aren't really coming out of the ground in the right way, and people are, you know, people are getting hurt uh, doing that. So, do you get that kind of thing a lot, where people are wondering about lithium and the availability of it, and all of a sudden it'll get expensive and not be so easy to do? Yeah, we do. I mean, we get the question um, thrown over to us um, often, but you know, we're a we're a technology company first, Hank, right? So we're mm-hmm. actually doing R&D and mm-hmm. product development at the mm-hmm. at the fundamental level of, right. of battery mm-hmm. technology, right? Cellular mm-hmm. level. So we, we've we've done a great deal of research and, and also just networking within that lithium supply chain mm-hmm. to make sure that we've secured 
proper supply for when we're ready to to deploy cells that we're making here in the United States. Mm-hmm. And and it, it's we really have plenty. Um, okay. I mean, all of you look at the investment that mm-hmm. the major car com- uh, automotive companies are, are uh, deploying across the country for manufacturing of, of cells and of, of their own EV batteries. Those folks don't deploy billions of dollars in manufacturing plants if they think it's only going to be a five-year endeavor, right? I mean, yeah. they're, they're doing this for the long haul. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things a lot of people out there are concerned with the ramp up of electric vehicles and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, there's yeah. not not only that, like you said, the technology is changing all the time and folks are yeah. always working on cleaner, safer, more renewable um, ways of doing that, right? And at the end, it's just the convenience here. So I think based on the convenience, I don't see it going away at this point. I'm not, no, the, I'm not going back the to AGS. And also the focus of, yeah, the convenience and also I'd say the focus of onshoring, you know, mm-hmm. manufacturing, American manufacturing is mm-hmm. is a big deal. And we just, as, as a country, we haven't uh, been, you know, mining lithium mm-hmm. at, a, at a high level mm-hmm. uh, within, within the United States. And now we're starting to focus on that. And also the refinement of the lithium once it comes out of the ground, to make it into a usable form for the battery companies that are making cells, like that's all that's all happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, in in uh, you know Washington's uh, D.C. is injecting a lot of uh, capital in order to make that happen through DOE funding and, and other resources that you hear all the time. You know, so and so company has been issued a grant, and all of that's happening um, right now. So it's it's an exciting time, honestly, to be to be involved in in uh, the electrification of, of not just RVs, like that's a, a the you know your experience and mm-hmm. and that's great, but a whole slew of industries that are looking to to uh, figure out how they can not only successfully deploy lithium for the betterment of the environment, but also just for the betterment of their pro- of their end products. I think mm-hmm. it's. Uh, once once we lean into an OEM, it's it's amazing what they are able to do with with our products. Yeah, usability and convenience. So Lola asked this question. Yeah. She said, "Where are Battleborn batteries made slash assembled?" So I think most people right now, as that's what we're talking about, most people right now are getting lithium from China, right? Is that correct with you guys? And then everything else is made here, or how does that work? Yeah, we procure our our cells today come from mm-hmm. come from uh, China, right? Mm-hmm. We import them. Uh, we have a great supply partner over there, a, a couple of them now, and and it's uh, our quality of our cells has increased over the lifespan of our of our company's existence. So we we continue to get better and better cells coming um, from overseas. Every all of our other components, uh, the majority of them are sourced domestically, and and that's been a focus of ours for a long time. But they're all, final assembly is all done in Reno, Nevada. And when I say final assembly, like sometimes people can uh, embellish that term, right? Mm-hmm. That some people say final assembly and all they're doing is putting a sticker on the, uh, on the pack. <laughs> and, and done. Calling, calling it yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we actually have uh, robotic welders that are welding you know, mm-hmm. 120 cells mm-hmm. to each other inside of our 100 amp hour pack and then we're putting the bms on and we're testing everything before the lid gets sealed on it for Mm -hmm. all the error codes and and uh, failure modes of of a battery to make sure that it's functioning properly so that's um the all of those quality steps are steps that we take at battleborn batteries um in order to ensure one that that 10-year warranty that you get when you when you purchase one of our batteries but also just the the performance and the customer expectation yeah. And I don't know, you know, what folks have seen out there. I know that there's probably not a lot of footage of that stuff, but I think as, and I don't know whether or not you guys want that to get out there, like your assembly process or whatever, but I think as some of that get, starts to get out to folks and they see that, then they'll really, you know, um, yeah. really get it of what's going on. A lot of times, you know, we're visual people. We need to see things actually happening. And then we go, oh, okay, this is this thing is really going together here. So... There's some of that floating around out there. Uh, if you go to dragonflyenergy.com, uh, mm-hmm. you can see uh, some really good footage of our assembly process and, and uh, 
it's it's awesome we we take uh you know we have customer we had a customer in yesterday um and it's it's awesome to be able to show it show it off to customers because it really is a difference maker between us and um a lot of the competition that we we encounter yeah I know I've been there to the factory and done some stuff, but the last time I was there, I didn't get a chance to do it. Next time I go there, I'm going to work on that for you guys. So van life, uh, let's see, uh, van life with uh, a Labradoodle. (laughs) Van life with a Labradoodle says, what makes Battleborn different than Firefly? Well, so, or you mean, does she mean Dragonfly? I think, uh, so, yeah, so right here she said Firefly, and I make the right. same mistake myself, by the way, because I always say Firefly instead of Dragonfly, yeah. but it's Dragonfly. So yeah, let's explain that, and you know, what is the difference between Battleborn and Dragonfly? And yeah, what so Dragonfly do? Energy is the name of the company. Uh, mm-hmm. We're a publicly traded company, uh, traded on the NASDAQ. We were really proud of that that feat. Uh, we accomplished that in October mm-hmm. of last year. It was a mm-hmm. it was a monumental moment for the for the business, and um, we so originally the go to market strategy mm-hmm. was, hey, we'll handle Battleborn batteries on the consumer side. That'll be our con- direct to consumer brand, Dragonfly Energy. That'll be our OEM brand, and we'll we'll go ahead and we'll develop different products for both markets, and and um, we'll have two different brands, and we'll we'll go to market that way. We had so much success on the Battleborn batteries side of our business. Um, the, the, the consumer the consumer demand was so much greater than what we anticipated, and, and it just took off uh, mm-hmm. with, a, with kind of a, um, a life of its own, right? That the OEMs eventually, they just said, hey, we don't, it, it, it had that, that uh, curb appeal, right? They, they didn't want to have to tell the story at the dealer level that Dragonfly and Battleborn are one right. and the same. They yeah. said, hey, we just want to put Battleborn batteries on our rigs and send them to the dealers. Mm-hmm. So originally there was, um, um, uh, we had to pivot, right? And so mm-hmm. now most of everything that we have in the marketplace is, is Battleborn batteries. There okay. are some some Dragonfly, you know, Keystone RV, Right, we have their exclu- our exclusive uh, mm-hmm. Dragonfly Energy for towable market is is uh, through Keystone, and it's been a great relationship. Um, we've got Midwest Tiffin Automotive, Motorhomes. yeah, but, right. yeah. Tiffin Motorhomes has Dragonfly Energy branded batteries in their rigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Midwest Automotive has Dragonfly Energy branded batteries. Triple E up in Manitoba, they they running Dragonfly Energy batteries. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so there are there are OEMs that are still using Dragonfly energy batteries. The difference is just simply the colors and the label that's on the box, right? They're coming off okay. the exact same production line. Now I will say that in the future, when we're building um, our own cells within the, the United States, that that cell technology that will be Dragonfly energy product, and it oh, okay. will not. Uh, it, it, Battleborn batteries will use Dragonfly energy cells, but it will be. Um, a Dragonfly Energy Cell and a Battleborn Batteries product. Okay, cool. Let's get some more. We'll, we'll uh, continue. We'll continue to try to confuse the consumer. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mess this up all the time. I mess this up all the time. Battleboard is just so That's much. Tyler's easier. job is to sort all that out, right? <laughs> oh, Tyler, man, he's already got a lot of work that he has to I do. Know. I don't know, you know. But the thing is, you know, like Battleborn, I think really got that name because. Very early in in this whole van thing of people switching over to lithium, you guys invested a lot of time and resources to actually get out there and show people. You know, you were going to Quartzsite. I oh, think yeah. you still do, right? You guys yeah, are still going to Quartzsite this year. We'll be there again mm-hmm. next year. It's a great show for us. Um, the consumer that is that attends Quartzsite gets it. They understand mm-hmm. the challenges. Like the, that consumer is not somebody that's going from campground to campground and constantly plugged into a pole. That mm-hmm. consumer that goes to Quartzsite, they are um, somebody that, that is used to boondocking. And mm-hmm. they honestly, they go to Quartzsite with the intention of buying a new system. Yep. 
Yeah. And so I was just talking to someone the other day that was like, yeah, every year that that courtside event, people come there to get their systems in. And you guys have been doing that and really pioneering that. And I think that's where you built up the brand recognition. I hope you guys keep doing it because it's incredibly uh, it's incredibly valuable resource to a lot of people out there. So um, we've got like, let's see, we got about 10 seconds here. So what I'm going to do is go go over into the next. Uh, section and get some questions. There's questions starting to come in from folks. Remember to smash those thumbs ups, guys. We need and appreciate that. So as you guys might have already heard, Lola and myself are brand ambassadors for Sunshine State RV. And as Vanasaurs, I want to take this moment to encourage anyone who is in the market for a Class B van to start their journey with SSRV. Sunshine State RVs specializes in selling Class B vans and B plus RVs. That is the reason why they are the number one dealer in all of the state of Florida. Number three in the whole United States. SSRV will fly you right to their location in Gainesville, Florida. They'll give you a very detailed and thorough walkthrough of your van, and they'll give you a two-night stay at a local campground so you can get used to your van. If you don't like that, you can actually have hands-free delivery anywhere in the United States of your RV. We bought our Coachman Beyond from Sunshine State RV two years ago. And over the past two years, we've seen how they treat customers when it comes to warranty side. Their service team is great. Whether you bought it from them or not, every person that comes in there gets the same service and care when it comes to warranty repairs. The same service, attention, and care. And their team does a great job getting you back on the road safely. So if you guys are in the market for a B or B plus van, consider Sunshine State RV. We've got a link in the description that you guys can use to see their current inventory and have someone get in touch with you. All right, now hopefully you guys will forgive me for another plug. But Lola and I, as I said, we do have Battleborn batteries in our van. That's what we're running off right now. I don't have my generator going. <laughs> I'm running off of the Battleborns. So we actually have a code, and the promo code is STRANGE, and that gets you $50 off per battery that you buy from Battleborn batteries at any time. So just, you know, remember that, use it. I'll talk about it later. But that's just for the folks out there now let me get to this way because I think this is relative to what you were you were saying I've got some uh, comments here so let's see uh, Shikar Muna, uh, Muna says um, that Battleborn website is confusing when it comes to individual components I don't know if it's due to Victron's offerings or how the solar and lithium packages are set up on the site do you ever get like folks getting confused about different components and setups yeah, the, be the best move, if there's ever any questions, is either to call in or send an email. We're really responsive uh, on that side of it. Um, and we tailor the solutions on the on the DIY side um, to the consumer and what they're trying to accomplish. So if you're if you're wanting to simply you know camp for the weekend and and not run your air conditioner, that's one solution. If you're wanting to run your AC for a week, that's another solution, right? They all have mm -hmm. different power demands, and and uh, and you make you make considerations uh, on both sides of that equation, right? You know, mm -hmm. What what uh, devices you may be wanting to power or can sacrifice, and um, mm -hmm. you know some people want to go out. So it, it does get. I, I can understand that comment. It does uh, sometimes get a little bit confusing, but you know that's why we're here, right? That's we're here to simplify yeah. it. That's what our team does. We. I just uh, last night, Wednesday evenings, uh, we have a, a tech call with our entire team, and we go through some of the um, some of kind of, some of the tech challenges that our consumers have brought to us, so that we share those with the team, so that that way everybody can learn from um, every installation. So it's it's it really is. I, I can't emphasize it enough. It really is best in class service when it comes to. Uh, dealing with our folks on the inside. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, look, I know it's tough, right? In this day and age, it's tough for people to actually pick up a phone, dial it, and then <laughs> talk to another human being. Um, you know, it sounds right. like I'm trying to make fun, but I'm not, because I think there's a lot of people that don't really want to do that. But I promise you, the guys at Battleborn, this is their thing. <laughs> you know, this is what they do, and they'll walk you through. I don't know anything about this. And those guys have spent a bunch of time sending me, you know, graphs and charts and walking me through stuff and explaining it to me like a baby until I get it. So, and it helps. 
it, you know, it, it's important if you're out there and you're boondocking, you, we, we feel like we have a commitment to the customer to help them understand their energy consumption and mm -hmm. how they're using power so that that way they're not, they're not left high and dry, right? We want mm -hmm. you to, one of our taglines, right? Be out there, stay yeah. out there. We want mm -hmm. you to be able to do that. And um, I always say, Hank, it's a delightful experience to call into our office. Uh, I, I, mm. We really don't, uh, mm. we really don't get consumers that go away. They, they may go away with different expectations than what they came into the call with, mm -hmm. but they they really do get the information in the end of what their system can do and and what they need to do to to match their use case. Yeah. What's the big misconceptions you get? Like, so I, I'll start with one. Yeah. And you can tell me if this is the biggest one or not. But I've I've stood in your booth at a lot of different places and people walk up and they go, okay, I've got one AGM battery or like the battery that came with whatever, my trailer that's in there. Um, and I should just be able to buy this battery from you and just take that one and put this one in there. Everything's awesome. <laughs> is that how it goes? Uh, it can. It can, mm -hmm. depending on mm -hmm. when the rig was built and, and what the charge components are inside of it. So and those mm -hmm. are some of the questions we go through. You know, honestly, the manufacturers have been doing a really good job of of uh, making their coaches kind of lithium ready. Right. Mm -hmm. The charge components now have lithium charge profiles in them. So anything built really, you know, 2020, 2021 and beyond. So a lot of the newer stuff is really lithium ready. You can really drop it in and, and uh, change a few settings on your existing equipment and then go, but you need to know how to change those settings. I would say that the, the biggest misconception is, hey, I, I swapped out my AGMs for, for lithium batteries and I put a 200 watt solar panel on the roof. Mm. I should be at, like, <laughs> why can't I run my air conditioner for three yeah. days? And you're like, right. well, you have 200 amp hours you're, and, and your air conditioner is gonna run for probably two, two and a half hours on 200 amp hours right? yeah. at full, at full tilt. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's painting that proper expectation in the consumer's brain. I mean, the first question I always ask is, uh, when somebody says, Hey, I want to transition to lithium. What do I need? Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, we need to understand how much power you're going to use. So are you going to run your air conditioner or are you not? If you're going to run your AC off of batteries, it takes you down one track. If you're not going to run your air conditioner, it takes you down a different track. And, you know, so understanding that and understanding, like I said, the use case and how the consumer wants to deploy their power is is the biggest question that we need to answer when when building out a system for somebody. Yeah. And I think like I get this question uh, or a similar question very often. So and a lot of guys are going up, I think, in the beginning. Um, you know, the bills that were out there, you were getting maybe like 300 amp hours, let's say, yeah. right? And then it went up to about six. And now uh, American Coach, for example, Midwest Automotive, they're doing 1080. And then people say to me, okay, so how much longer now is it going to take that probably 200 watt solar panels that they have to charge that up? And I don't know if, first of all, there's not enough real estate on the roof of a van. Yeah to put enough solar panels there to really do the job. I think, what's an AC, an average AC now is using, what, about 100 watts an hour? Or no, probably more than that, right? No, more, closer to 1,000. 1,000, yeah. okay, 1,000 watts. Closer to 1,000 watts an hour, yeah. yeah. Right, okay, so 1,000 watts, how, <laughs> how do you, how do you uh, replace that? You know, can you actually well, put 1,000 watts up on your roof? For, for sure. So mm -hmm. a van doesn't have the real estate, right? Because mm -hmm. you've got an air conditioner up there, you've got a vent, you've got maybe a luggage rack that you want to mm -hmm. use, you've got some other other things up there. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't have enough space for solar. Now, if you have a big fifth wheel and you've got plenty of real estate to put over a thousand watts of solar up there, then that's, that's a different story. Um, how people recharge their batteries one way in a van that is is uh, gaining in popularity and, and the OEMs are starting to deploy is that second alternator, right? Mm -hmm. So they put a mm -hmm. second alternator on and we actually manufacture a product called wake speed. Uh, okay. So the, the, the wake speed uh, product is a, is a, um, a alternator regulator. So it regulates that alternator so that it, it manages the relationship between the battery and the alternator so that we're not overtaxing either side of the equation. And mm -hmm. we're putting maximum power into the battery while 
understanding how the alternator works and 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 not overburdening the alternator because lithium's mm -hmm. great right it'll the, the best thing about lithium that i think on the charging side is it's incredibly efficient for solar it pairs so well because pretty much everything that you're able to harvest off of your solar panels is going into the battery mm -hmm. and the same is true on the alternator pretty much everything that you're able to generate on that second alternator 90 plus 95 plus percent of it is entering the battery in storage yeah. well the flip side of that is that we'll take all the power you're able to generate whether it's off the roof on solar panels or if it's off the alternator you, we got to be cognizant that we don't uh overtax that alternator and burn, and burn it, it out. out yeah you want to make sure that you don't shorten the lifespan of that alternator so that's what the wake speed product does and it's been a you know we acquired that company uh, a couple of years ago and it's been a great acquisition for us it's really helped us in a lot of new markets uh the marine market in particular it, it's uh yeah, the, the technology that exists there is is very unique, and it's actually deployed by by many other battery companies as well. Okay, um, few things here. One, see, this is where I get confused. Where I just did all the time, right? Because you got to think about amp hours, watts, right. all that kind of stuff. I think a hundred amp hours is probably what. Like I've looked at my AC; it's using a hundred amp hours or something like that, or a little bit more than that, right? To, to run that AC every hour. So there's all these different things. It does it does get confusing because you're trying to balance all of that in your head. You guys do this all the time. Most people, you know, are not doing it all the time. So, so trying to figure it out gets crazy. And then the other thing with the second alternator, when I first, so our van came with AGMs and a right. generator. And then we, we took out those AGMs, put in Battleborn. We have the generator. And I thought, wow, this is gonna be awesome. You know, now I'm ready for the apocalypse. I've got a generator. We do have this set up that it charges when I'm driving off of the original alternator. Like you right. said, though, you don't want to burn that out. So you're not getting a big charge out of that alternator when it's driving. It's really slow. I think I would have to drive for somewhere over 10 hours, maybe 12 hours straight to to get that to get my batteries fully charged. It's Probably. a long time. It's a long yeah, time, and it's, and it's switching. Yeah, you're, 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 so from an mm -hmm. OEM, mm -hmm. they're gonna govern that alternator down that's charging the house bank. Mm -hmm. So they're gonna put a device in place that's a battery isolator, or maybe it's a DC to DC converter, or some other, what we would generalize as an alternator protection device, right? Mm -hmm. They're gonna put something in place that's going to, to throttle that alternator down so that you don't burn up. You're probably getting, maybe 50 amps going mm -hmm. back to your battery bank and you've got mm -hmm. 540 amp hours in your in your rig so yeah you're mm -hmm. if, if you're getting all 50 amps it's going to take you a 10 hour drive to yeah to but you're not getting that all the time a lot of times you're driving no, it and i not. and i look at it i can monitor it and i'm looking at it and it's like oh well you're in a negative right now um yeah. <laughs> if i wanted to i could show you guys right now because you know there is pretty good software and all that kind of stuff. right now i'm on a negative i don't know you guys can't see this necessarily but I, I I'm on a negative of five amps right now okay mm -hmm. so so here's the thing so I thought hey generator that's awesome you know I can use that generator charge a battery back up but also just run things off of it now so a lot of times I found myself running that generator while I'm driving to get the batteries charged up when I get somewhere because let's you know even um, a lot of campgrounds don't want you running a generator after a certain time of night. Right. But even if you're boondocking and you're stopping somewhere that doesn't have those restrictions, you don't want to call too much attention to yourself by running the generator. So I'm running that generator in order to do it. But I just found that the generator is prone to issues, problems. You've got to maintain that thing. Check it up. It, it shuts itself off. It does all kinds of crazy things. I'm actually now over generators. I would think I would rather just get a second alternator. And uh, I'm assuming wake speed somehow helps those two alternators to work together and, and then bring up how much it, it's going to charge, right? Yeah, so we, we it, it does. So we have, uh, there's, there's a couple different just like the battery system, there's a couple mm -hmm. different ways to deploy it. If you're putting a second alternator in, you're usually able to capture, you know, 150 to, to 200 amps of power, right? And then 
if you have that second alternator, you're able to isolate the two uh, systems. So you have your house system and then you have your, your chassis system. And, and really, uh, you're able to push a ton, a ton of power back to that uh, battery bank. And even at a, uh, you know, you size the pulley ratio and some other factors to make sure that you're at an at a idle speed, right? When you're mm -hmm. like you are right now, you're just sitting mm -hmm. and idling. Yeah. Your chassis, your chassis alternator is not going to generate that much electricity when you're just sitting. Just sitting here. Idling. Yeah. Yeah. But when you when you push that throttle down, when you push that accelerator down, you're going to generate a little bit more power. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's when you're going to mm -hmm. push more back. Well, mm -hmm. when you put a second alternator in, you size it so that you're able to push power while you're idling as well. So it it really is a nice solution that the OEMs are starting to deploy. And you have a, a lot of our upfitters and our you know, we just launched a, a certified dealer pro or a certified installer and dealer program. So if you go to the battlebornbatteries.com, you can see a map of where those installers are and they'll really help you through that installation process and help hit you with uh, the same level of service that you would get if you were to call in. So I'd recommend if anybody has any questions that they wanna and they wanna talk to somebody, you know, physically uh, in person, have them do the install if it's a little bit too much go to one of those uh, certified dealers or installers and, and uh, they'll really help you through the process. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm, that's, that's my plan. I think I can save some weight and space, get rid of my generator, put in yep. a second alternator, it's lighter. I know people think, well, then I have to turn my engine on. Well, you gotta run the generator anyway, so. Right. Uh, you know, yep. and it's, it's, it's not gonna use as much fuel if you're just sitting there and you turn it on. It's gonna charge it back up faster though. Um, from what I've seen For with sure. things that have it in there. Let me get to some uh, more comments or questions. Louise Hitchcock says, hi people, I live in Michigan. How does the cold winter weather affect the batteries? Good question. Awesome question. Yeah, awesome question. So um, lithium batteries are um, just like, as far as how the conditions, um, let, me, let me restart this answer, sorry, Hank. Mm -hmm. No worries. Our batteries perform on the discharge side mm -hmm. incredibly better than lead acid batteries in cold temps. We will always discharge in cold climates. It does not hurt the battery to discharge in, in freezing climates. We go a step further with our batteries and we protect consumers from charging their batteries in freezing climates because that will shorten the lifespan. So a lead acid battery a traditional AGM or flooded battery, it'll let you recharge in whatever condition because it doesn't have any intelligence inside of it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's gonna let you go ahead and hurt and, and, and deteriorate faster. Okay. Whereas we're, we're going to stop charging at 25 degrees inside of the battery. Well, we found that we have a lot of consumers in Michigan. We have a lot of consumers in Montana. We have a lot of folks that like to go skiing and wanna take their, their van um, on, the, on the side of the mountain and, and jump out and go right mm -hmm. so what we decided to deploy was an internal heater and that was through a couple of different steps of external heaters where we you know it was okay but it was kind of a band-aid to the to the problem and so now we actually put heat inside of our battery so every single one of our batteries can be ordered with heat inside of it and what that mm -hmm. means is that it'll keep it at that safe charging temperature above freezing for those folks that want to camp in um, in the extreme elements, or if you just, if you've got an off grid, you know, cabin and you want to be able to charge your batteries in, in freezing climates, you know, obviously the more insulation you can put in the compartment where the batteries are going, the better, cause it's less that that heater has to work. Right. Um, cause the heater is going to use the power that's inside of the battery in order to keep it above freezing inside there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the more insulation you can put in the area, the better, but as far as how how lithium batteries perform in freezing climates as opposed to lead acid batteries, there's a, a really nice um, study that we did, and it's on our website about around that cold temperature charging, and it, they just they outperform at every at every measure um, from a from a lead acid battery. Yeah, I think one of the benefits is you know um, the AGMs or lead acid, you cannot have that inside of the cabin, right? Uh, because a hundred percent, yeah, that, yeah. They'll, they off gas whether it's AGM sealed batteries or or flooded lead acid batteries. Mm -hmm. They they off gas and um, toxic gases and 
you you do not want to have those inside of a uh, a closed compartment. You have to have those mounted outside in a ventilated compartment. So yeah. if you're worried, if you're if you're mobile, like your install there underneath mm-hmm. the the bench is a is a perfect install. Yep. However, we have consumers and OEMs that mount them outside of the vehicle, and you know they don't have any problems because they they simply put the heat on. And most folks are wanting to they're chasing the sun and they're mm-hmm. wanting to camp when it's above freezing degree, uh, temperatures and right. if it falls, you know what I mean? And, it, mm-hmm. and if overnight it falls below uh, freezing, the batteries are still going to work. They're still going to discharge just fine. They just internally to the battery, it has to be above 25 degrees. So you got some, you got some room there to, to play with. So. Yeah. So now we might have to take this over into the next section, but Lola and, and some other folks are asking about UL listing. Lola says, please yeah. explain UL listing. Lots of confusion about this designation. So let's start it here. We've got about a minute, so it's going to take a break. So start off here, and then we'll, we'll carry it over. Sure. Our packs are all UL listed, right? There's different listings out there. Everybody's pack, um, for the most part, most of the cells that you buy from, from China are, are listed at the cell level. But that's it. Mm-hmm. We make sure that after we assemble the pack, we then send it off to a nationally recognized lab and they go the step further to, to list the pack. And after the break, we can, we can kind of go through what those listings are, what some of the tests maybe are in, in those, uh, that listing process that the abuse that our batteries go through. Right. Yeah. I think this is a big question and I've heard a lot of chatter, at least even behind the scenes, just about UL listing. There's a whole different bunch of kinds of UL listing um, and all that. So yes, we're going to get into that right after this. Hit the thumbs ups. Lola and I are now official brand ambassadors for Coachman Class B. So I wanted to take a moment to tell you guys why we as Vanasaurs, like it says on our t-shirt, are very excited about our partnership with Coachman Class B. First off, Coachman RVs has been a leader to the great outdoors since 1964. So next is the fact that Coachman really cares about you as an owner. Whether you bought new or used, after you buy your van, they really take care of you. With Coachman Class B, you have all the options. Coachman builds on all three van platforms. On the Mercedes Sprinter, it's the Coachman Galleria. The Ford Transit, it's the Coachman Beyond. And Ram Pro Master, it's the Coachman Nova. Lastly, best value for money. We've had our van for two years, and Coachman builds to the highest standards of quality and craftsmanship. You can't go wrong with a Coachman Class B. So if you're interested, check out the link in our description and find the Coachman van that's best for you. Yeah, I, you know, it's a, I, now I know why they made you the CRO, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) the chief revenue officer. That's the guy with the money. You are efficient. I was like, there's no way he's going to get this answer in before we take a break. You did though. That was, I was amazed by that. I tried. Um, Yeah, you did a good job. (laughs) You could go down with the listing question. I mean, I've sat on uh, standards committees in all of the industries that, that we serve and there are engineers that will go on for hours and hours and hours about the listing topic. So we can we can go down this rabbit hole as far as you want to go, Hank. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much the folks out there really understand about what's going on with UL listing. Now, obviously, I think people realize like, hey, this has to do with safety, and that's why this is here. I think also uh, uh, Rivia. Am I saying that right? The uh, the RV. RVIA, you know, yep, so that's RVIA. now that's a board that's setting standards for the RV industry yep. and what kind of batteries in specific. They do everything that goes into an RV, I think, but batteries in specific. What kind of batteries are in there? What's their UL listing, etc. Right? Am I right or wrong on that one? Yeah, you're, no, you're 100 percent right. So in the aftermarket, consumers can pretty much put in whatever they can get their hands on. Right? We can't really control what a consumer is going to put into their rig within the the rv industry we're a self-governing industry right the rvia is sanctioned by the by the federal government to to to, uh administer and and govern ourselves and we take that very serious as an industry and so when with lithium batteries being such an emerging technology four or five 
six years ago, we took a step to, to really educate everybody. And the, the listings were not, you know, they're constantly evolving because mm -hmm. we're constantly discovering new, new technologies and new applications. Mm -hmm. It was really important to us as a manufacturer to make sure that all the other battery manufacturers were operating at the, at the same safety level, right? We didn't want to be undercut by somebody that was coming in with an unsafe battery because anybody that has an issue with lithium is going to set everybody else back. Mm -hmm. So whether it's our battery or, or another battery, we just wanted to make sure that the consumers were deploying them safely. So the best way to do that was to say, hey, if you're, at, if you're an OEM and you're going to put lithium batteries in your rig before it hits the dealer lot, the battery pack or the battery system has to be listed. It's not enough just to have the cell listed. You actually have to take your finished battery or your finished system, send that off to a UL recognized national laboratory, right? And, mm -hmm. and there's, there's, I think, seven or eight of them that RVIA recognizes. We use Intertech, which is um, up in Michigan. That's okay. the, if you see anything that has that ETL mark on it, that's Intertech. That's one of the labs that RVIA recognizes. Because if if you only used UL, UL writes the standards, right? Under Underwriters Laboratory, they write the standard, and they also do testing. But if you only oh, use one okay. lab, mm -hmm. and it, but if you only used one lab to do the testing, the queue to get into that lab <laughs> would be years long, and you'd mm -hmm. never get products to market. Mm -hmm. So the other laboratories they test to the UL standard and then they list your product and RVIA decides which laboratories are kind of um, endorsed or, or able to be, uh, you know, um, adhered to, right? So yeah, we use ETL, we list our batteries to um, UL 2054, as well as IEC 62133. So those are the two major listings that we use. There's some other listings out there that other battery manufacturers use that are more suitable for their system and their mm -hmm. chemistry that they're deploying, right? So we, we're a lithium iron phosphate manufacturer. That's that's the chemistry that we utilize. Other okay. folks use NMC and with an NMC battery, maybe a different listing is more appropriate. The important thing to us as a manufacturer is that other battery guys are all adhering to the same safety standards. And those listings really do uh, ensure that um, people are deploying lithium responsibly. It's not, again, the biggest thing is that it's not enough just to have that cell be a listed cell. That's a prerequisite for mm -hmm. every listing. Mm -hmm. It's critical that the pack after it's assembled is then listed. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay, I think I understand that a little bit better. And I think on the consumer side, you might be wondering, well, okay, who cares? Well, so if you're going to get a loan on an, an RV to buy an RV, right? I think someone's gonna, someone has a comment about how expensive they are. Um, if you're gonna get that loan, those places writing those loans want you, want uh, the RVIA to have certified this thing, right? as an RV yeah. so that they can write a loan on it. And so that's, so that's really important if you're gonna do that. Now let's say you don't care, you know, you're buying it cash or whatever. Okay, yeah. when you have, you can have issues with with whatever it is, right? Whatever it is that's under that. And you, you might not actually get service on some things if you're, you know, if you're not properly listed. Am I right or wrong on that? Yeah, it, you know, Correct. So from an insurance standpoint, we face it in, in the marine world a lot, mm -hmm. right? There are, um, you know, boat owners who have a hard time getting insurance on their on their vessel once they put lithium on it. That's why we get involved with ABYC in that in that uh, market segment mm -hmm. from it. It's more it's more safety oriented and a peace of mind that the product that you're putting onto your rig or that your manufacturer has decided to put onto their rig is going to meet the safety threshold that everybody expects, right? They expect that the batteries are gonna be safe to be able to deploy. The same reason that, the, that there's a standard written in that if you put lead acid batteries in that they have to go in a vented compartment. It's mm -hmm. the same, same set of reasons um, that we're trying to instill is a safety. And, you know, there are folks that that uh, cut corners and 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 do things in business all the time, and you know I can't stop them. 
But what we can do as a manufacturer is we can build the, the safest product possible. And that's what we do. I always say, uh, Hank, I don't want to lose sleep over safety. I want to lose sleep over the deal. Right. As somebody that's out there trying to trying to sell batteries, trying to convince people to to use our products. I want to make sure that that safety concern, if, if I'm trying out there trying to sell an, a product and there's and there's safety concerns over it, I got a really big hurdle. Yeah. But if I'm trying to sell a product and maybe it's more expensive, I can justify that because I'm building the safest product on the market. Yeah. So that's um, and, and sense. I think you said you had a question about safety or about uh, the price. Yeah, how, there's. How yeah, actually, that's coming up. Uh, actually, okay, I'll get into that. I'll get into that right now. Peter Grimshaw says, I'm glad I bought a house instead of an RV. Did all my traveling in the 70s until 2003 during better times. <laughs> Dude, it always it's always getting worse as we go forward in the future in terms of inflation and all of that. So, yes, the past was always bad. I grew up in the 80s, and I sit here. And I, when I grew up in the 80s, as a kid, like going to high school and everything in the 80s, I thought, how terrible is this? <laughs> but now, as like a 50-year-old, I'm 51, I look back and go, oh man, those 80s, those are awesome times. <laughs> they, were, they were great. They were great times. And I, yeah. I would say, you know, we're, we're, everybody, you know, history is relative mm -hmm. to how old you are, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody mm -hmm. thinks that their their past was the best time to, to be living. <laughs> I'm yep. sure my children can't imagine growing up without... A cell phone right mm -hmm. i mean they but i'm like yeah, yeah. it was pr it was pretty awesome right it yeah was, it no okay. no cell phones no uber no uh uber yeah. eats <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah pr prices go up that's what mm -hmm. they do but the great thing about our products is that when you evaluate it over the cost of ownership mm -hmm. it really is the least expensive way to run your rig and that's how you have to evaluate it so whenever People come up and they're like, "Well, hey, how much is a is a GC3, right? One of the batteries that you have, I'm twenty five hundred dollars. Wow, that's really expensive." I'm like, "Yeah, it comes with a ten year warranty. You're mm -hmm. not going to replace that battery for more than ten years." Mm -hmm. And when they are able to then simply do the math and say, "Okay, well, I that that's really affordable, right? Mm -hmm. That's the cheapest. Yeah. I'm going to replace three. I'm going to go through three sets of AGM batteries in that ten years." Mm -hmm. Okay, that's make this makes a lot of sense. Like, why don't uh, why don't I see what I can do with lithium? So, it, it yeah. really when you break it down that way, and you break it down over cost of ownership, over the inconvenience of being out there and and not being able to to uh, start a pot of coffee or run your hair dryer or simply turn on a fan or something mm -hmm. else. I mean, you're gonna be kicking yourself that you didn't put lithium into your into your coach. Absolutely, I agree with that. And just to uh, put, you know, put a put something on that point here, I'm going to show you guys. So Lola and I, we're in Jacksonville right now. By the way, we're sitting in like a Target parking lot in Jacksonville because we just went to Freedom Van Gogh, and we had this Raptor grill put in here. That's awesome. In the van, yeah, it makes it look real tough, you know. Real just mean, real, real just mean. real mean. Yeah, we had the we had the whole van wrapped, as you guys can see here. You know, we got this. I'm showing this off. Okay, the reason the reason why I'm showing that off to folks out there is I just want you to know that you know that's all cool stuff that's mostly um, cosmetic, right, or just based on looks. And it makes me feel better that it looks better. It looks different from other people's things. That's awesome. But I agree with you. The 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 best value thing that we did in this van was to upgrade to lithium batteries, right? And, yeah, I had a. Uh, mm -hmm. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, just for what you're saying, like I can literally pull into places in the middle of the night and and shut everything off in here and go sleep in my van and run the ac if it's hot and all that you know i have a sleep machine all that kind of stuff i don't have to run the engine or do anything like that yep. i could be very comfortable inside this van because of those batteries and it's a big deal don't have to run the generator engine or anything it is it's a it's a, an investment for sure and it costs money but very much worth it in my opinion Hank, you probably used to have what we like to term battery anxiety, right? Yep. <laughs> Before you had lithium. 
and you'd yeah. have that anxiety of, am I going to last long enough? Is this, is this battery going to perform? And we, we just, we kind of take care of that. Yeah. Like, I was worried about how many times I could run it down to zero. And even without, without the lithium batteries, there's things in these vans that run all the time. And, you yep. know, you have so many times that you run those batteries down to zero, you're replacing all of those batteries. But, you know, to use my to use my uh, microwave, I had to run the generator and, and, and do stuff, right? To do this thing, I th all your 12-volt stuff will run off of that. But there's other things that in order to do it, you had to run the generator. Right now, I'm sitting here in the van. I do have the engine running so that we can have AC um coming in here because the the regular ac here would just make a lot of noise everything else is running and i've got a ton of stuff if i show people what I, i've got lights here and computers and all kinds of stuff set up right now and that's running off the batteries yeah now it, it does it makes uh it makes life easier for um for the rver for the boater for you know one of the other industries that that we are uh, gaining in popularity and 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 use cases is uh, over the road truck drivers, right? Heavy duty truck applications mm -hmm. have sleeper cabs. Mm -hmm. That sleeper cab, um, most of the time, if you're at a rest area, you hear all those trucks idling, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, they don't have to do that anymore, right? You mm -hmm. put lithium in those those rigs and you run an electric uh, air conditioner up on that rooftop. Or, or in the side of the uh, sleeper cab, and it'll run for 10, 15 hours. I mean, yeah. they are really efficient. They're make, the, the ACs are becoming more efficient. The batteries are becoming more efficient. The whole system is. So, Absolutely. So I think this might be in that vein, this question from uh, NW Indiana Elevators. says, hello, everyone. Will lithium batteries be in accessible cars? So I'm not sure, or I don't know if that's be accessible. Maybe, hand, maybe hand, handicap accessible cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah it could maybe. be that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I think so. I think that you'll find, um, you know, the folks like, uh, you know, I think the big one is Braun Ability. Braun is like one of the largest manufacturers of uh, or upfitters of of accessible vehicles, and so they're taking like, you know. Dodge minivans and, and putting the wheelchair lifts in those and, and mm -hmm. everything else. They're going to be forced to adapt to lithium. Any any use case where the battery is being used for storage is a great use case for lithium batteries. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I don't see why, why it wouldn't. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Kevin Looney says we answered this question, but let's hit it again just to make sure. How many lithium Battleborn batteries to run a 12-volt AC for eight hours? And I think we kind of covered it, but for eight hours specifically? Um... Well, if it's 12-volt air conditioner, um, mm -hmm. it's probably going to run for a little bit less wattage than a 110-volt than a AC, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. it doesn't have to go through the inverter. So you're mm -hmm. probably six to seven hundred amp hours of battery power is what you need to run that and that's now the other thing you have to consider here is that you are like at your home you hear your air conditioner come on outside you hear that compressor mm -hmm. turn on mm -hmm. that what we're talking about is compressor runtime so when mm -hmm. the compressor is on and we're pushing out cold air that's when it's drawing the most power and that's the hour rating that we're giving you. So if the compressor's coming on and then turning off and the fan's just running, and then the compressor comes back on, it's gonna run for longer time. Absolutely, yeah. Um, depending on, on you know the temperature, ambient temperature. But yeah, but outside, compressor, yeah. compressor run time, Hank, we're gonna be mm -hmm. six to seven hours. Okay, cool. Let's get this in from Sunshine State RVs. <laughs> Um, they say the apocalypse is coming. <laughs> uh, get Battleborn batteries. Be ready from such as ARVs. Uh, you could, you could definitely get. Absolutely. You could get Battleborn batteries installed by Sunshine State RVs. That's who did my installation, uh, coordinating with you guys and myself. So, uh, and they've done, they've done. Uh, Battle no, Born they're a great dealer. Yeah. Um, Let's see, uh, Shikar Muna says some RVs are going to be getting uh, air to water generators. How will Battleborn accommodate this in the future? Air to water generators. Oh, interesting. So like taking, uh, creating water out of the air. I'm not sure how much power that needs to run. It's probably a, it's as much as an AC, I would assume, right? 
Yeah, you know, I'm not I'm mm-hmm. not familiar with the use case, but mm-hmm. honestly, if if there's a if there's a generation source, if there's a power generation source, whether that's mm-hmm. whatever type of generator it is, or mm-hmm. if it's solar on the roof, or if it's the alternator on the engine, mm-hmm. we're really just looking to make sure that it's the proper voltage coming in. So we'll work mm-hmm. with, you know, we were the driving force, honestly, behind you know progressive dynamics and WIFCO and all the other popular brands in the RV market, right? The Magnums, the Xantrexes, all these guys, we worked with them to get them to, to tailor their uh, charge algorithm so that it was mm-hmm. suitable for lithium. So no matter the generation source, we'll work with that company to mm-hmm. make sure that their, their output is appropriate for lithium batteries. Yeah, I think this, if you're thinking about the future, which I do want to talk to you about in the next few minutes that we have left, thinking about the future, I could see as more people spend more time out in RVs, maybe bigger than vans. Some folks are living full-time in vans, but maybe bigger RVs than vans, and they're living out there full-time. They do need to create water, right? And I probably, just my Mm -hmm. assumption, and I don't know anything, I'm a complete dingbat. I'm going to assume it's going to be at least as much power as an AC to do that so um yeah. and john pa- parson says what about high temperature environments and yeah that's you know all of that's demanding so um let's do this before we get out of here right um future we've got like two minutes Wh- what's the future Absolutely. for battleborn and lithium batteries do you think so the future for dragonfly energy and battleborn is to build our own cells with lithium that's mined in the state of nevada Mm-hmm. and and processed in the state of nevada and then put into cells and be a completely 100 percent u.s made battery that's that's the future for us and that's what we're driving towards and having um bringing we want to bring renewable uh sources of power we want to bring the cost down and the only way that we're going to do that is if we're vertically integrated and we're manufacturing here in the united states so that's the future for us that's what we're driving towards. And all of these early adopters and early adopting industries like RVs, like marine, like over the road trucking, like like uh, traditional off grid cabins. Those are all early proving grounds for the technology mm-hmm. that we're deploying. It's only going to get better. Yeah. Uh, even military. I saw some people talking about military stuff here also in the yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. once we advanced into the solid state side of things and we have 100 percent non-flammable battery you're going to see a lot more um i think dod deployment yeah yeah all right very cool and then lola wants to know about battleborn batteries with dragonfly intelligence what does that mean and can you explain it in 20 seconds? No, you've got a little bit. I can. You've got more time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it, it, it means that um, all of the communication and all of the, um, all of the data that you're looking for out of your energy source is going to be accessible mm-hmm. to you. And it's going to be, and it's just going to work uh, seamlessly with all of the other components. Yeah. So basically the, you know, um, if you have issues, communicating with the batteries to see what's going on or them telling you what's up or even telling the service folks, for example, right? What's going on with the battery. It's going to be easier to do. It's going to be easier to diagnose if there's, if there's any issues, you're going to get notified uh, sooner of needing a recharge. You're going to be able to Mm -hmm. um, have, have all of that intelligence that you want in your energy system to understand your consumption at your fingertips. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a it's great advancement for our product, and it's it's necessary as everything. The expectation for everybody's products is that they're they're smarter and they're more intelligent, and that they can kind of fix themselves, and that's what we'll be able to do. Yeah, and Shakar Muna says uh, Electro Battery has cobalt and nickel mines in Canada and the U.S. specifically Nevada. Sounds like a corporate partnership. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Electro Battery. Um, we'll take a look. Um, yeah. And now I know that, you know, there's, we didn't cover this here, and I don't know if we have time for it, but you guys kind of, what's the situation with the, you guys on the stock market or not on the stock market now? What's, yeah, we're, what's pu- we're publicly traded. We're on the okay. NASDAQ, mm-hmm. uh, ticker DFLI. Okay. It was a, yeah, we went public in October, um, and it was, uh, it was a great experience, right? We went out to New York and 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 did the whole um, opening bell, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was 
it's been it's been a great source of capital for our for our company so that we can grow to that that next stage okay so and we should see some really you know cool things coming out of that right absolutely but for the first of it is the dragonfly intelligence batteries mm -hmm. next up um you know we're got cell manufacturing happening and, and a lot of other future innovations yeah absolutely listen we we i'm surprised how fast time went actually <laughs> um and i know we probably didn't cover everything for everyone out there but as wade said if you guys have more questions about battleborn or lithium batteries in general i could suggest a couple of things as we said call them up go to the website or they're going to be at, at shows right i know you guys are at the overland shows so probably overland east there's, there's another overland coming up before east yeah there's overland west in uh in colorado coming up next month we'll be okay. there uh mm -hmm. we're at icast uh right now which is mm -hmm. going on down in florida um, okay your neck of the woods we're, we're mm -hmm. at we're at shows all over the country so um i yeah. think we have uh, an events uh page on our on our website so if you want to see where we're at go to our website battlebornbatteries.com you can see what shows we're, we'll be attending yeah absolutely that's really the best way if you could do it and you know i know not everyone could do that but you go to these shows you're going to see these guys they'll be more than happy to show you stuff talk to you about things um and even if they have to follow up get you info i see them doing it all the time um you know yeah. wade i really appreciate this i appreciate you taking the time to come in here answer some questions for the folks hopefully we'll get you to come back and do more of that in the future now thank you hank and thanks to your audience um you've been you've been very supportive of of battleborn batteries we're happy you have a great experience with your products um or the products you have on your rig and yeah i would just second what you said if anybody has any other questions that are specific to their use case just call in it's a delightful experience and uh, we're happy to serve you yeah, absolutely. It really is. It really is. You know, obviously I'm biased on this, but I've looked at these guys for a while now and they're really easy to approach and ask questions. So I really do encourage everyone for that. Big thanks to you, Wade, and everyone awesome. else, everyone else over there, Battleborn. I look forward to the next time I'm coming through Nevada and I could stop in and hang out with you guys and, you know, do some more uh, content to, to bring that to the folks out there. But thanks so much for all that you've done for myself and Lola so far. We really do appreciate it. You bet. Thanks a we'll lot. Talk okay. to you like next time. Absolutely. Okay, you stay right there, guys. We'll see you. Don't forget to hit those thumbs up, share this. Uh, we will be back next week, Thursday, at the same time. We're out of here. We'll see you. Peace. Awesome.